0: Hi, I'm Chud X.
1: And I'm Lanny.
0: And this is The World As It Is Today.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to The World As It Is Today. It's been another week and we're here together to record and we don't have much of a plan so we're going to see where this quick business before we get started is uh, less than two weeks now to the upcoming fermentation workshop that I'm putting on online. That's April 10th at 1 p.m. If you want more information, you can go to the Preserving Today YouTube channel and check out the video there all about it. Or you could email me at greenerpostures at pm.me or go to uh, my Instagram page at greenerpostures. Uh, I've got, I don't know, seven, I think people confirmed, all registered, ready to go. Um, some cool folks coming, and it's going to be fun. And I'm excited to say I started my first first ever batch of kimchi. I've never done kimchi before.
0: Yeah, it's exciting.
1: It's That's on the counter, fermenting away. And, yeah, I don't know. I've always been intimidated with uh, the chili powder. I'm not familiar with it. I wasn't sure how to know if I was going to make it too spicy so that I wouldn't want to eat it. So I'm still not sure, but I'm just trying it out, we'll find out. So that's exciting. Um, we have, what else? Can we talk about what we've been doing around here?
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the best I can think of without a plan.
1: Okay. I was um, just out foraging nettles yesterday. That was pretty exciting. Um, they're popping up everywhere. We have a ridiculous amount of stinging nettles on our property.
0: In a certain sense, we are a stinging nettle farm.
1: That is, yeah, we're a stinging nettle and blackberry farm.
0: And when we, when I say farm, I just mean, you know, we came here and they were already here. <laughs> right. And I don't think there's any way we could get rid of them, if we, even if we wanted to. Even if we tried. Well, I, I suppose we, I bet we could like put Roundup on we could them. could
1: probably spray something that I'm would I'm sure there hate. would be a
0: way to remove yeah. them and a whole bunch of other life
1: from, yeah. the, from the property. We could probably make this barren land in no time if we really tried. Yeah. Uh, but I really am excited about the nettles because when I was growing up, They were only a nuisance um, to sting me when I was like mushroom picking or hunting with my dad. And no one ever told me that they were like edible, usable, nutritious, medicinal, none of those things. You know, maybe. You know, I heard
0: all those things when I was a kid. Yeah. But it was like something that like my mom's dad, my grandpa that didn't live here Uh would say, oh, you know, those are edible, you know, like kind of like a, like you're almost like almost being teased as a kid. Yeah. Like. Cause like to me it was unfathomable that you could eat that thing that that made you itch so bad when you would touch.
1: Yes, the stinging and the itching and the bumps and everything. Maybe somewhere along the line, somewhere someone did tell me. I mean, I went to like a Montessori school with hippie people. Mm-hmm. We had like a goat and stuff. Like I'm at some. We did nature walks and went to the salmon stream when they were spawning and stuff. Like. I'm pretty sure somewhere along the lines there, little, little Lanny was told they were edible.
0: Well, if you saw them on those, because like, while we're so heavily inundated with them here, Uh you know, it's amazing. Like you can walk not that far from here and you can't find any.
1: There's not. That's, that is interesting. Um, but you know, I've heard like a lot of people the use them as a remedy for like allergies and asthma, Hmm. um, along with other things, but they're high in fiber minerals, vitamin C. Uh, calcium. Actually, they're a higher calcium green. So they're one of the more nutritious uh, greens that you can forage around here. And we have like burdock and plantain and dandelion as well. Yeah. Um, so I just... Last year I made pesto with them. I think I'm going to do that again. Yeah. But I didn't have time to do anything because I foraged kind of late in the day. So I just filled... We have this big drying rack that's like a big netted uh, screen kind of thing that has different layers.
0: It looks like something that uh, maybe uh, like you for building like a little uh, bug sanctuary in or oh, something, totally. except it's like levels. So yeah. like, just like, what, six inches? So like a bug apartment
1: complex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's like uh, yeah six inches uh, between levels, and it's got five, I think. And so you can just lay out your herbs on the screens, and, and they'll dry, because um, it's all just a net and screen thing. And you zip them in so that bugs won't get in there. Uh so I just filled i don't know like four layers and in, in that full of nettles, and they were drying they're not completely dry, but they almost are and i I made some tea this morning and i just put put some nettles in a pot, boiled water in the tea kettle, and then poured the boiling water over the nettles, and then put the lid on the pot and just let it steep for i don't know fifteen minutes and strained them out and yeah, it was really good that was a fun a good way to start the day. It felt really good,
0: yeah yeah that's really great just taking what's here, yeah uh, you know, like you know, like I was and I don't think we could get room if we tried well, why fight nature on such a heavy duty level? I mean, I am fighting nature against some of the blackberries, uh-huh. but even then I'm not trying to eradicate them no, just
1: get them out of the places that you're using right now, yeah exactly and that's just being present in a place will sometimes do that oh
0: absolutely
1: and walking you know like we do, walking the trails in the forest and yep and things like that um keep them ours, and um if we uh, stopped doing that, they would quickly be reclaimed by the forest mm-hmm. and right now, um along with the nettles, there is tons of purple dead nettle in our f- uh field, like behind the hog barn,
0: which I'd only ever known as a weed,
1: yeah, and that um that I guess is in the mint family when I was doing some reading on it, and is not actually related to stinging nettle and it doesn't sting, and I don't know why they named it stinging dead nettle. It seems like you could just call it not a nettle. Like, Wait, like do
0: they call it stinging? No, no, sorry, sorry. Pur- purple just purple dead, dead nettle. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know where, where, like, the name. I haven't got that far into digging, but I know there's some medicinal uses for that as well, but I can't even tell you what they are right now. So I was so into stinging nettle, but I'm going to do some more research on those because they're so prolific around here right now as well, so we can make some use of them. I uh, I pulled some out and um, they're drying as well. I just don't know what I'm going to use them for yet. They don't seem to taste as good. The The leaves, like just if I just bite into it, like a, st- a stinging nettle has a kind of a good taste. It's a real, a gr- I don't know how to say it, like a real green taste, like almost like spinach. But uh, the, the dead nettle's not so much, maybe more bitter. Hmm. Yeah. But that was really good. Um, and then
0: we, we got other life. Uh, we, our fig tree is oh. starting to show signs of life. We planted a fig tree just last year, and it for the last what six months or so, it's just looked like a twig, yeah. sticking out of the ground. In fact, I was a little worried a few days, oh, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, because I take the dog out in the middle of the night sometimes, and keep her on a leash to keep her from barking. And uh, just three in the morning, you know, I walk over by where that fig tree is all the time. And I was like, man, I hope I didn't just like step on it.
1: Just, yeah, Just take it out so with like one, to, one step. You wouldn't even feel it.
0: I, um, well, I might feel it, but I might just think it was a stick on the ground.
1: Yeah, there's lots of things that stick up out of the ground like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Here. But I'm happy to see that it's it's got some nubs. It means it's stayed alive through the winter.
1: Yeah, even through that unnaturally cold snap that we had.
0: And we'll, we'll still need to take some pretty good care of it for this year, maybe next year. But then I think it should be you know, established and hopefully in a couple more years, we'll have some figs.
1: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And our plum tree, we have one plum tree that the first year we were here produced no fruit. Zero. Last year it produced
1: two or three. three, three pieces. Oh no. The
0: first year it did one.
1: Yeah, it was one single one, and I watched a a freaking squirrel take it from me while I was looking at it.
0: While you were looking. What (laughs) a little bastard. Oh,
1: hey, there's one. Maybe it's ripe enough. And then (sighs) I just see this, it like drops to the ground. I was like, wow, that's weird. It just fell. And then a squirrel jumps down out of the tree, out of it, grabs it in its mouth, (laughs) like it runs away.
0: And if he could, he would have gone, hey. hey,
1: hey." (laughs) It was pretty cute, actually, but also annoying.
0: Well, yeah, so we had one our first year. Then. Last year we had like three or four. It was
1: like three, yeah.
0: And now, I mean, you know, this year it's got a lot of life on it. I have been – it the first year I didn't really think to do so because, you know, I was so busy and I wasn't, um, I wasn't connecting with things as much yet. But uh, by the end of the season last year, I was trying my best to communicate with that plum tree and tell it that I love it. And I have stayed in contact with that tree all winter – and now, as it's coming back, I'm touching it. I'm I'm thinking positive thoughts towards it. I want it to know that I love it, because I want it to produce.
1: Yeah. Well, last year it had. We looked at it. There were so many like dead sticks coming off of the branches. Yeah. And the and a lot of the branches had like a. Not, like of, a moss or a mold. Kind or, of a growth
0: on mo- it, some yeah. kind of fungus or, or mo- something. Mossy
1: stuff. And it just looked sad. And it's not a young tree. It's been there, I don't know what, at least 10 years, probably 15.
0: You know, it's funny. I bet we could the, – the tag is still on it. It's grown <laughs> around the tag, but yeah. it's still sticking out a little. Yeah, I wonder if there'd How, be, there be, a wouldn't day, be There wouldn't be a probably
1: date probably not a date there. on it. But, you know, um, it's been there for a while, but, like, it's not one of the – old, old trees no, that are here. definitely not. But it, it looks sad. Like it's just never had love. It's never been pruned. It's never been cared for. So I, I don't think
0: anyone ever, if whatever it may have produced previously, I don't think it was something that anybody was paying attention to and eating no, besides no. squirrels. All the
1: fruit on those trees would just drop and rot and yeah. be, be, be um, magnets. Yes, and, yes. And then that was it until we moved in. Um, and so last year, you kind of went all along, along the tree and just felt those dry, you know, stick things coming off of the branches and just kind of bent them and, and let them snap. Kind of like you do asparagus when yeah. you're getting ready to eat it. And you if, just bend it and it snaps where it's going to snap.
0: If I pulled on it and it snapped, it, I threw it in the in our little fire pit that was that happens to be right next to it. And if it bent at all, I left it. So, you know, I probably touched every branch that I could reach on it last year. Um yeah, I got, I got high hopes for that. Uh, just as I do our grape, our grapevine this year.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that would go back two years. Yeah. Because yeah, last year was its second year. Yeah, I so did it, it was late in the season
1: two, two years ago.
0: And we had we had a neighbor. Unfortunately, she's, she's passed away. She was in her 90s, and um, she asked me to take out a grape that was growing in her garden. Her husband had passed away years before and she needed to have her septic tank inspected. And there was, and a grapevine had, had come up right over that Concord grapes. And I said, Oh yeah, no problem. Do you mind if I, if I take the base of it home and she's, you know, she, she couldn't have cared less. So I did and I put it in the ground. And like, like you said, that was at the end of the season and last year i was like oh this thing just uh it doesn't look good there was no this time of year there was no growth on it um it wasn't until part way through the season that i started seeing seeing um little bits of growth little bits more little bits more and by the end of the season there were like several leaves Mm -hmm. it's uh it's stretching out it's doing its thing um
1: well, last year it was pretty amazing because I got actually got to use some of our yeah. own grape leaves in my ferments. Yes. If you don't know, um, grape leaves are great when you're fermenting, um, things like cucumbers or green beans when you want them to stay crisp, because there's something I guess they call tannins in the grape leaf. It's also an oak leaves and a couple other things. Um, and though that helps those, your veggies stay crispy when you're fermenting or pickling something. So yeah, I was able to use our own for the first time instead of like going downtown and like, just like picking them off of people's grape leaves that grow over their fences. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we got our strawberries are all seem to be doing well. They made it through the winter. Yeah. They're going to, I think they're going to double this year.
1: And they already did last year. They had sent out so many runners. Yeah. So there's like a ton.
0: And now I just want to keep training them. I know we had some carrots and some stuff like that. I want that uh, whole bed. to. Be I, I just want to train them to keep going down that whole raised bed. Yeah. Cause I cannot have enough strawberries.
1: No, that no. is
0: that is possibly my favorite of the fruits.
1: I, this year, if if well, we need. To, there were so many times we went out to get strawberries and they had bites out of them. Mm-hmm. It was either birds or squirrels or something. Or sniffy. Or or, or a dog. <laughs> yeah, she likes to. She was. She she, she picked, nibbles. Yeah, she likes to pick the. Bears. She
0: she really likes eating raspberries right <laughs> off the vines. That's pretty adorable. Or canes.
1: There's a there's a pretty good picture that my brother took of her close up, like eating raspberries, or
0: pulling open. her lips back and just, just, take just it with her taking her teeth. just the berry
1: just gently. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but if the, if that's the thing, I think we should put like a net that's over the strawberries that's low to the ground uh-huh. and then we can, so it's easy to pull off and put back over.
0: Yeah. Well, I've still got four posts that I, I put up around that bed Oh yeah, because we, we fenced off certain beds. We fenced off cause I, uh, I, I kind of rebuilt our chicken run last year and put a door on the side of the chicken run that faces our garden. So once we were all done this year, I was able to just open that door and let them come on out and feast on the leftovers and scratch and poop all over the place. But we did there were certain beds we didn't want them in.
1: Yeah, I had, had herbs um, that would come back and the strawberries. And there were, yeah, there were still carrots growing. So there was a couple things.
0: Now I've taken, it's been a while now since they've been in that garden area. Um, Cause we want to, you know, we don't want too fresh, too hot a chicken poop on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, so that's been a little while. And now I've taken down the fences that went around those things but the post I haven't pulled any of the posts even yeah. though I sort of plan to Well maybe uh, those will be when we need
1: it, to put a net over the top of the strawberries.
0: Yeah, but with the, like as we're, you know, I haven't done it because I I'm like, oh, I might I might see a use for this. The only reason to pull those four at this point might be cuz I have some of those what I call raspberry posts, mm-hmm. those taller ones. Yeah. But we don't need it to be tall.
1: No, it needs to be actually. I would think it would be more convenient if it was pretty low. Yeah. So that, that we didn't have to use much net, but we could cover the entire thing, but not have them touching the strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw a trick online, which I'm not sure. I'm curious to see if it works that somebody painted rocks uh, red and put little specks on them and put those in. And I guess birds don't like pe- pecking hard things. And if they go down and think that's a strawberry and they peck it and it bugs them Uh then they won't go back for in that patch
0: interesting i've never heard of that that's
1: so i'm not i mean it makes sense i like the idea and it would be cute maybe a fun little project to with for the kids to paint some rocks
0: uh yeah uh one of our sons will be all about it i took him to a park yesterday for a little bit and he was obsessively trying to find someone who painted several rocks uh-huh. to look like bugs. Oh, really? Which, as you started describing that, I was like, "Oh, that almost sounds like what we saw yesterday."
1: Our eight-year-old was talking. To, he was excited about the the rocks. Yeah. Oh. So cool. he was
0: he was collecting them and uh, moving them and hiding them, and it was. Kind of like an Easter egg hunt, oh, almost.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There was a time around Christmas where we were at that um, the Bayside um, Park in Birch Bay, and somebody had painted oyster shells to look like Santa Claus mm-hmm. faces, and it was like a and it, on the inside of the shell, it had like a little note to say, "Oh, if you find this, try to hide it again." And it was like a game for kids in par- the different parks around town.
0: I don't know that this was set up to be like that, uh-huh. but it sure reminded him of that. Oh, and that's great. That's that's exactly what he was doing.
1: Cool.
0: As well as our one year old was also really liked touching them and mm-hmm. feeling them and
1: trying to put them in his mouth.
0: He was he was <laughs> while well, he was picking two up at a time and clacking them together. The yeah, yeah,
1: good. I love it. Yeah, so tons of strawberries. That's going to be great. Um, yeah. Raspberries are coming back good. Blueberries have some activity on the. Bushes. Yeah, I
0: think we're going to have a good blueberry crop this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, and
0: definitely a good raspberry crop. Those. Yeah. Those the even last year we didn't get too many of the golden ones, no, but I think we'll get a bunch this year, and they're very different. But I I liked them, I I liked them a lot. It's
1: a more delicate flavor,
0: but I was, I was, you know, I'd only eat one or two at a time. It'll be nice to to get to get get a handful. And you know what's really coming back that's not in the garden?
1: What
0: are black caps?
1: Oh, yeah, those are so good, or wild
0: black raspberries is another name for them. Uh, they're coming back. I unfortunately took a couple of them out with my mower. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, no, there's one, two, three, four, five, four patches plus one that is like super huge. That's when I accidentally took some of them out. It was, they, they hadn't started coming back yet and I was, I was out there, I was mowing, I was kind of getting a new road in and, um. And I was like, I want to get this road back here because I, I I, had just discovered at the end of the season last year that there were a bunch of those on a kind of unreachable portion of our woods. So I was backing up and I'm backing up. I'm going, they're around here somewhere. And I didn't find them. I just I was like, ah, at least I got some open space to get back there. Mm-hmm. And I was back there a couple days ago. And I was like, oh, no, I can oh, see yeah. them on the ground severed. But. I didn't like take them all out. I think it'll still be the largest patch of those. And those things were amazing. Like
1: They're so good.
0: If we're if we're diligent about uh, uh, harvesting them as they come, uh-huh. because they 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 had like a long season, kind of like raspberries do. You know, yeah, like, yeah
1: they didn't all come um, ripe at the same time, and right. it was a, a longer period of uh, compared to like blackberries. And
0: and I missed a couple windows where I'd say, okay, those aren't ready. But they'll be ready in a few days, and then seven days later I come back and they're dried out.
1: Yeah, I feel like we need to be out there like every day, yeah. checking them out and picking.
0: Yep. It needs to be on my my daily uh, check.
1: When you do your woods walk, you just need to bring something with you every time to collect yeah. berries. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome.
0: And of course we'll have too many... Blackberries.
1: Yeah, last year we didn't do anything with blackberries except eat them and um, make sauce. Mm-hmm. So the year before that,
0: we didn't have much planted.
1: We didn't have we didn't have our own garden yet. So I did like blackberry jam and and blackberry pie filling, and the pie filling was really good. It's probably my favorite kind mm-hmm. of pie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this time, if we do it, I want to try to um, strain out the seeds because like that both our eight-year-old and you are like, yeah, it's good, but there's a lot of seeds.
0: I love blackberries. I'm not a fan of their seeds. I'm also not a fan of their, their canes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this time <coughs> we do it, I'm going to make the extra effort. We got that big China hat. Is that offensive to say? I'm not a lot of I that.
0: said that in front of, um, some young guys at work the other day, and I might as well have said the N word.
1: <laughs> <Our> China <laughs> hat is like a type of strainer that's tapered like a cone. And it's uh, it's got it's a real fine mesh strainer so that you can and it's keep, hard it's yeah. it's
0: solid so yeah it's,
1: it's not like a it's not like it's a not like mesh wire where, mesh strainer that's flexible
0: so you can you could put a bunch of berries in there and then just push on them with a spatula or a wooden spoon
1: just crush them through and so that they would it like grates them it like breaks them down as well as keeps the seeds from going through
0: and I'm sure with those We'll get some seeds still, but yeah. it'll take half of them out.
1: That would be, half of them, half would be of them would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So blackberries, that's a goal this year. And doing more with the apples, because I didn't do apple pie filling last year either.
0: Mm-hmm. It fed a lot to chickens last year.
1: And I made a lot of fermented applesauce. But it wasn't the greatest apple season with that really hot weather. So right. there's a whole bunch of question marks as to what the powers that shouldn't be are going to decide our weather should do this year. Mm-hmm. But either way, we're going to make use out of everything that we can. As we go um
0: and then we've also gotten some seeds in the ground this yeah, year
1: yeah, that's what I was gonna say i'm I'm pretty excited to say that I'm about five weeks earlier than I was last year for yep. planning Beautiful. Um, which is last year was part of it was we were putting our new beds in, so that was some of it, but other times it's like we have um people in our lives that like to mention to us that we're you know I think it's like words of caution, maybe out of caring somewhere Mm -hmm. or wanting to prove that they know a lot about something. So it's like, Oh, last year was we were putting the soil in and we put a whole bunch of manure compost from a local place that we had delivered. And they're like, you know, you can't plant straight into that. Right. And we're like, okay, thank you. You know, that
0: was one person. That was
1: one person. And then the, the, the neighbor we have that that's in our lives quite a bit. And He's over and he's always like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're looking at, you know, we're getting the garden ready. Oh, you know, it's too early to plant, right? Too
0: early to plant. You're going to, uh, everything's going to die if you plant it now, we were told. And,
1: and I'm like. And,
0: and it was fighting our knowledge and instinct. But, you know, it was someone to respect.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, it made me go, no. And then he leaves and I keep thinking it was just like burrowing a hole in my brain. <laughs> like I couldn't. Like stop. Like if I plant now, is it going to be a waste of time? And then I'll be waiting for it to come, and then it won't, and then I'll have missed my second opportunity. Like it was unreal. It was ridiculous. It, yeah. I let it. I let it fuck with me for sure. And then that was a waste of time. So this year I'm like, I know what I can plant early and what likes to come up early. Last year my peas didn't do that well because it was too late. And yeah. by the time that they were really growing, it was too hot for them.
0: And we've had trouble with corn every year. Yeah. Uh, let's get that going early this year. Yeah. And let's let's have our first successful corn. Yeah. Not that we haven't had any corn.
1: We we ate but, our own corn last year. But
0: the amount of corn we've gotten in ratio to seeds we've yeah. dropped has been very right. very tiny.
1: So that's for sure. That needs to be earlier. Um but for now I've got um two kinds of peas like pea pods, you know, like sugar daddy and Snap something snappy or something.
0: Sugar snaps.
1: Sugar snaps and sugar daddy. Or
0: is that a cereal?
1: It's both.
0: I think it's a breakfast cereal. It's also a, can't a get enough breakfast. of the sugar crap.
1: <laughs> sugar crap. <laughs> sugar crisp. Sugar smacks. It's like smack, like the drug. Oh yeah, I love that yeah, stuff. Yeah, sugar smacks straight I, into the vein. I van. wish I
0: didn't have to suck so much dick to get that, <laughs> smack. to get that
1: sugar smacks. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we planted two kinds of inappropriately named peas, and then I planted cabbage, like five or six varieties of lettuce, like really cool lettuces too, from this local place that does seeds, uh, Uprising Seeds um like flashy trout romaine was my favorite mm-hmm. last year and like really stuff. cool colors and like really tender leaves uh, a, a butterhead lettuce a mm-hmm. different kind of romaine um yeah like four or five i did spinach i planted radishes i planted like three different kinds of beets
0: you planted radishes this year
1: i just did today
0: nice yeah. i didn't know that that's great
1: yeah so that was today like a week ago we did the a bunch of carrots a bunch of beets um the cabbage uh I, I think there's more maybe even that I can't remember. But, yeah, bunches of stuff already in the ground. And I want to start looking into what else I should be doing. Like I'm questioning if I should be putting potatoes in this early. And I really want to do sweet potatoes this year.
0: I think we should put some in. Yeah. I don't think we should blow our whole load right away. Um, But get some in. Yeah. And then do do some more uh, in a – like a month
1: well and that's what i'm doing with like everything that doesn't last long that we don't preserve mm-hmm. like lettuce i've I planted some and then i'm gonna plant some again mm-hmm. um and then i'll have to wait a while in the middle in the heat of summer and i'll be able to plant again uh for a fall crop but um anything that i can pr- like carrots i'm going crazy overboard because i want to ferment carrots so same with radishes i'll ferment radishes so i'll p- do a ton of those um Yeah, but I want to do sweet potatoes this year because I think they will store better and for longer than our other potatoes. Yeah. And they're more nutritious. They're more nutritious. I mean, that color right there, that color in it right there tells me that it's more nutritious.
0: I I hear that, but I feel that.
1: I feel that, too. (laughs) You know, like... It's more flavorful. It's more exciting to eat. And that usually means it's more nutrient-dense. Sure. That's, That's the way I look at it anyway. So, um... Yeah, so potatoes I was looking I wanted to look at if I could put it in yet. And then there's some herbs and stuff that we haven't been I haven't been lucky with in the past. Like cilantro and parsley. I really want cilantro we to gotta go. We got
0: to get left. some cilantro going. And I, other
1: people say, "Oh, it grows and I can't get rid of it." And yeah. it just drops seeds and it keeps coming back and I'm like, "What? I I mean, I want that. I want a big ass cilantro patch that just keeps coming back." You know,
0: I planted a bunch for my beloved aunt who's – a liberal progressive, but I just, I love her anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but a long time ago, I, I, I didn't, I neither realized she was a progressive liberal nor hated progressive liberals yet. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I was like 12 and I planted a bunch of cilantro and two years later, she didn't want it anymore. And it was like, I, I, I did tomatoes for her. No, two years ago. I didn't do any gardening for her last year, but uh, she
1: wasn't seeing people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So actually, no. Would this be three years ago? Yeah,
1: because she wasn't seeing people for twenty twenty or twenty. So in
0: twenty nineteen, I did tomatoes there, and there was still remnants of cilantro there. Yeah, like, and
1: and same with our friends at Rising Moon Meadows. They were saying that they had this crazy big patch of cilantro, and and I said I wanted that, and and they had seeds from it. So at the seed exchange that we did there this year. I picked up some cilantro seeds. So that means there's prolific cilantro in our area that has been grown and dropped the seeds. So hopefully this this seed will be the one to to help me grow some sol- too much cilantro because I really like it. I can use a ton of it. And so it would just be awesome to grow a whole bunch. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll get that. If not, you know, we'll try again if we don't dial it in this year. 'll it'll, it'll get dialed in one of these years yeah. and then we'll and it'll be like a forever
1: oh that's you know. what I'm hoping for and the other speaking of forever stuff I want to plant asparagus this year because I know that's uh that's a slow burn it takes a while to get going and and it can stick around and uh I also want to plant rhubarb I want to steal some rhubarb from from the family member that we talked about and uh and plant some rhubarb here because we don't have any of that
0: yeah rhubarb is great if if anybody's listening to this and they're interested in, in, uh, growing stuff, uh, rhubarb is, a, is it's great and it's, you can usually get it for free because if you, all you got to do is know someone who has rhubarb that after a few years, after, I don't know, five years of growing, it stops being any good because it gets too woody and it's too, the it's too hard. Are it's, too big. It's and too, thick. it's too hardy. So what you got to do is split that, um, you, you like literally you just dig it out and then cut it in half with a shovel. Um, our, uh, our friends, that ha- our family that has some, um, there's a really big, so we're, I think I'm going to split those into four. Cool. Uh, Cause we
1: can plant it out here like in two spots or something even.
0: Yeah. And it's a good way. Once you do have it, if you want, if you like it, you can multiply it on your own. You just wait a few years and then you split it and then you got one more and mm-hmm. you wait a couple more years. You know, there's, there's probably a timing to it if you're trying to, to, to spread it out yeah. uh, where you don't want to do it too soon. Right. I, I'm going to guess two years, but you have to do it by five years. Otherwise, it'll become inedible.
1: Um, so I think the next step, too, is I want to start some indoor starts in the window like I did last year. Yeah. I think I feel like I should have already done that, but I haven't. We're, so
0: We're at that stage. Right, right now is the time.
1: So this year I want to do pickling cucumbers. Mm-hmm. And I want to do um, tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, and then something that would can well, mm-hmm. um, some kind of like Roma tomato type situation. Good sauce tomato. So if anyone has a recommendation for a variety of tomato that's good for sauce, well, let me know. Um, yeah. And, and then, then, then
0: on the and then the other side of things, animal side, I'm um, partway done with. Uh, I'm 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 close to being able to do the final stages of uh, building this PVC chicken tractor.
1: That'll Uh, be for our meat meat birds that we're hoping to get.
0: After my next weekend off of work, I I should be done by then. Yeah. And then we just have to uh, order some birds Mm -hmm. and get them in there. And I think we're talking Cornish cross.
1: Maybe. Or there's also like Ranger Freedom Rangers or something like that that people in town are getting. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple different, um, breeds to choose, to choose from. So I was going to do a little more research when I got closer again.
0: Yeah. Well, this thing will be pretty big it's going to be 10 foot by 10 foot, uh, more than we need. Um, I believe, uh, for, I think we're going to do 20, 25. Yeah. I hope, I hope
1: we can. Yeah.
0: And, um, yeah, it's just a little, I, I just made a square frame out of, uh, um, PVC pipe, and then I drilled holes in that, and it's it's fat, fat. What is it? Two inch? It's two three, inch. Is it three inch. I wanted three inch, but I ended up going with two inch. The
1: stuff on the on the bottom frame is two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it seems fat.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice and fat. I wanted three, but you know, with the weight of it, I'm I'm glad I went with the two. Um, but then I just drilled some holes in that, and I uh, arched over some uh like three quarter
1: inch pvc into that into the holes uh across it so you've got a you got a frame a square frame in the bottom and then arches kind of like a hoop house yep
0: and then covering that with uh chicken wire and putting a little hatch on it so I, so i can get in and out um it'll be a tight squeeze maybe a little bigger than i'd originally planned for the for the tight squeeze but uh and then i'm going to take a piece of we've got some, some lengths of gutter around here and I'm going to hang that in there so that we can have a little trough of, um, uh, feed, feed for them. Cool. And then hopefully Adam was asking me the other day, like, well, how do how do you know? He said, how much are you going to feed them, And how much are you going to let them let him, um, scavenge? And I was like, well, you know, I want to feed them as little as possible. And he was asking, well, how do you know what to do? You know? And I, I don't, I didn't really have an answer for him, but I, I I realized after I was like, well, the real answer is I'm going to give them all the food they need or mm-hmm. they want. And then hope that by moving that thing every day and giving them fresh bugs, fresh grass, fresh, everything uh-huh. that they'll not be interested in the, in the grain feed that I give them. Yeah. And, and they'll focus on the, the protein dense bugs and,
1: and the, um, yeah, the, and greens, the, the dandelions greens and, and the grass. And
0: yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm going to feed them as much as they'll eat, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to give them, you know, like if it was a stationary coop, they'll uh, after a week, there won't be any any grass under them anymore. Yeah, they'll have, you know, scratched it all up and uh, then they would be eating. Well, there'd still be bugs, but they would be mostly eating the grains. So hopefully, you know, I can just find that uh, we just don't have to feed them that much.
1: Right. And then moving them every day, too, will be really good. Um, because I think it'll keep them more active. And a lot of people complain about meat birds being gross because they just get so fat so quick and they can barely stand.
0: And, and having 10 by 10 for 25, uh, I think that'll give them enough room that they're moving all the time mm-hmm. Where whenever they are parked.
1: Right. And, I, and, and by moving it every day as well, it'll keep us, we're not going to be ever cleaning their coop. Yeah. It cleans itself. You just move them to a clean space Sounds. and that's it.
0: Sounds glorious. I know. I know. (laughs) Just
1: food and water. And like eight to 12 weeks later, we will be slaughtering some.
0: That's, that's my. you know, I talk about how much I love chickens all the time, but the one thing I don't particularly like is dealing with cleaning the coop. Right. Um, you know, it gets so dusty and you know, there's all that stinky poop and, uh, you know, just cleaning all that up. It's, you know, don't tell anyone, but it's the only time I'll wear a mask.
1: I know when I'm cleaning the coop, (laughs) I know, you know, that's
0: funny. just a funny thing. It was that, uh, our first year here in 2019, I spent all that time cleaning the barn Yeah. and I wore a mask so much through all of that because that was some gnarly rat. I remember
1: your beard was like crimped into a like permanent position.
0: Like, uh, like we call it hat hair when I was a kid yeah uh, where you'd have a line from wearing a hat all day i'd have I'd have mask beard. And i'd make that I'd make that joke and uh you know like i'd I'd even walk around sometimes with the mask around my neck and stuff.
1: We had no idea what was coming and then
0: the next year comes, and I'm like reluctantly putting on a mask yeah, as you know, short a period of time as I can to clean the coop. And then... what's
1: interesting too is I actually have i don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram, but I had my profile picture in like 2014 was me with like an N95 mask on, because I was refinishing the bottom of our bathtub. I was doing that fiberglass work. Yeah, yeah, I remember you did that. Fiberglass bondo is really smelly. Right, right. So and I was sanding it and stuff. You wore an N95. I was still breastfeeding, so I was like, I wore one of the masks I grabbed from work from Mm -hmm, the body shop, mm -hmm. and I wore that while I was doing it, and I thought it was funny, you know. So I took a picture of myself in it, and then I like. You know, what, what, what's it called? I like edited the photo. So it was like, looked like an Andy Warhol where there was a bunch of different pictures of different colors all with me with this mask on.
0: See, it's like, uh, <laughs> when is it predictive programming?
1: Yeah. Did I, I mean, predictive program somebody by you know, wearing and, that and, mask and
0: me wearing it in 2019? Like I wore a mask, a bunch that summer.
1: Yeah. Like there a was bunch, a lot, a bunch, lot of a work where it was, it felt like the right thing to do.
0: And, um, you know, and you remember we got that photo, uh, we did a selfie You took a selfie of us Mm -hmm. in Seattle in what,
1: 2014, (gasps) 15? We were seeing Tim and Eric uh, live at, uh, like, what? I don't remember. I don't remember. Showbox? Showbox? Pneumos? No, I don't remember. Anyway. And we took a selfie with people behind us and they were wearing fucking masks because it was smoky there because of like wildfires not was even, it even
0: smoky or was it just it was like a high smog warning day it
1: was it was smoky was it? you know I, and it was it was from eastern washington or or canadian fires and it had blown in but i remember thinking where we are in Whatcom county was worse than seattle and the people in seattle though were being such fussy gusses yeah, wearing those things
0: cuz i forgot all about that that we saw anyone wearing a mask. I, I, you know, like whatever, they were weirdos. And but I, I wanted to it. take
1: their picture. Then, so I took a selfie of us with them oh, behind us. Was that
0: specific to that?
1: Yeah, it was part of the reason was so that we could see those weird people. Cause yeah.
0: last year, or maybe the year before you showed me that picture. You were like, you remember this? And I was like, yeah. <gasps> those people are wearing masks <laughs> like what the fuck why are they wearing masks? oh yeah i remember that and we talked about it like at length because we're the weirdos that we are because
1: i was like well they're like what pussies you know like yeah. we, i don't know what are these kids these days we used to be like chain smoking cigarettes and yeah. just and putting and these guys are our like oh it's, it's a little hazy out i better put on a mask
0: <laughs> you know like i don't know we just we just thought it was bizarre as shit that those people would put on a mask like I don't know. It just, yeah, it struck that was, us as. That was very, very weird. It's yeah, odd. Yeah. Well, we got a little off subject. That's from okay. About the, the, well, that, the homestead, but that, I don't know what else do we have to talk about. Within
1: oh, the homestead? well, I don't know. There's that's it. that's about it. You know, I mean,
0: that's a that's a basic rundown of that's everything. That's all we're the doing. things.
1: I mean, we're gonna talk again in about a week on uh, feed the beauty, so we it, don't want to give it all away.
0: It pains me to say that I need to mow the lawn. I know.
1: I've been thinking about that. I heard somebody's lawnmower the other day, because our baby was like getting excited and pointing at the sky. I think he thought it was the sound of an airplane. Like oh, he, yeah. he can hear sometimes. So he doesn't even know about the lawnmower yet. And You know what I was also thinking is I wonder if our eight-year-old is heavy enough to hold that seat down so that he can run the lawnmower.
0: Uh, I would say so. Yeah. I think he did a little bit at the end of the year. Last year. Last year.
1: And he's definitely bigger than the end of the year last year already.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that'll, that'll be good to experiment. I mean, he's able to drive the tractor now, but he's got to – That oddly enough, you know, it's so funny. It's like we have this little lawnmower. Uh, which is the, you know, it's the right tool for, for mowing our, our yard. But then I also have this, uh, 39 horsepower tractor mm-hmm. and I get used to that tractor and it's like this, the, it's got, you know, uh, operator presence control switch, uh, which means you have to be sitting on it in order to drive it, but it goes down real smooth. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy to like when I, if I want to move it when I'm not standing on it. I or sitting on it if I'm on the side and I just need to move it three inches forward or back I just I just barely push down on that seat and I and I press the pedal and okay. I, can, I can make it move uh and it's got power steering and it's smooth I'm using this huge mower on it and it you know it's and when I'm using it it just seems like what you expect right and then I then I go oh crap I gotta mow the lawn and I get on this little thing and it starts up so hard.
1: Yeah, it's so loud.
0: <laughs> and then I get on it and the whole thing's vibrating, my whole body. <laughs> and then like turning the wheels, these little tiny wheels with no power steering. And it's like, oh, it's so hard to, to maneuver. And even that seat switch, it's it's not like the other one. The other one has two springs and a and a literal switch. I can if I wanted to, I could just tape it with a piece of tape. But the other one has a sensor inside of the cushion of the seat mm. that you need to be able to press down on that memory foam enough, compress it enough, to yeah. to to make it work. So it's not surprising that he can drive the tractor, but, but he might not be able to do yeah. the, the 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 little mower yet. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: mean, if he couldn't, which and, would be
0: way safer for him. You know, he's you know like mm-hmm. that would be you know a much more.
1: Like he could, I think he could do that with my supervision when you aren't here. If you go over it with him, if he's done oh, yeah. it he at least a, once with a you. A couple times. But I think he's, he's a good enough driver.
0: Particularly with the blades on.
1: Yeah. Because wow, wouldn't that be cool if you come home from work in the lawns mode so you can move on to the next thing. My you mind
0: know? would explode. <laughs> I'd be, I'd, my mind would be blown and I would be so proud.
1: And he would be real proud of himself too. Oh so yeah. It would be a win, win, win.
0: I'll never forget being like his age ish I wanted to mow lawn so bad uh-huh. and grown-ups wouldn't let me it was but you know we only had push mowers at that time and you got to uh, be
1: tall enough to have that leverage to like really handle a push mower
0: and I remember um my mom was mowing lawn for at our house and she finished And she put it away and I looked out and she'd missed a, you know, three inch wide strip. And, uh, and she was like, I was like, Oh, you missed a spot. And she was like, Oh, I don't want to do it. And I was like, can I do it? Can I do it? And she was like, if you can get it started, you can, you can do it, which of course I could start it. Like I'd, you know, I'd watched, I'd been, I'd been wanting to do this for a long time. I'd helped my, you know, my grandpa start them a hundred times, uh, And I'd actually used his mower a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, But like you said, you need to be a certain height. And I was not that height yet when I'd previously used his. But anyway, I got it started and uh, I did it. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I don't ever I'm never going to mow this lawn again. I bet she never mowed lawn again after that. After that time.
1: That's amazing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's exciting that he'll be able to be of more help and and in doing things that make him feel good about himself too. Like the things he can help with now, I think are not that exciting. Mm-hmm. But you know, he feels proud of himself most of the time when he takes the trash out to the curb and back, but
0: he's proud of himself all the time. He does yeah. he does when he does chores, he's he always does a good job. Yeah. He's he's uh careful and meticulous. There's things um that he wishes he could do, that I wish he could do, uh, we'll get him there. But you know, like he can't fill a three gallon uh, water for the chickens and, and carry, carry it that. across yeah. the yard uh, over to the coop. That's why I, I, don't know. Maybe we'll we'll work out. There's so much pressure on that hose. But maybe if we just barely turn on the the spigot,
1: he can run the hose. We can over just there run the hose
0: it. over, and he could fill him. Cause, like yeah, because the
1: problem is, is you don't want to f- get the inside of the coop wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to just spray everything down. Mm. But oh, it, oh,
1: I just remembered something that was super exciting.
0: It was spraying what reminded me?
1: <laughs> no, the inside of the coop reminded me oh. that we got um, finally found eggs from our new flock. Oh, yeah. That we only have two hens left from the flock that we started. Um, when was that? It was, it was August, end of the August 10th is, they, last is when they hatched. Yeah. Oh yeah. August 10th. That yeah. was my
0: grandpa's birthday.
1: So they hatched on August 10th. So they came of age. They should have been laying by like Valentine's day. If I remember right. Okay. August, September, October, November, December, January, February, it was six months in February. Um, but they, uh, weren't or they were hiding because they should have fun colored eggs. And they, I got two kinds of chickens. I got, Lavender Americanas, which should lay a blue egg. And I got olive Eggers, which are a cross between black copper Morans and lavender americanos, And they should lay an olive colored egg or a really dark brown egg. So either really anywhere from really dark brown to like a kind of like an olive green color. And I wasn't sure what two hens I had left. I was pretty positive they were both olive Eggers. Because we have two hens and two roosters that survived um, the raccoon attacks of, of last w- winter. And we have, it looks like we have one lavender Americana rooster, the oliveager rooster, and two oliveager hens. And those ladies are laying the most beautiful color eggs. One is like really, really dark brown, brown with like even darker speckles. And another one is more a lighter, more olive, but it's still a dark, but like an olive color. And I was so freaking excited when I found that egg. It was like when, when Christmas you found morning. It too,
0: I was like, oh, it's not an egg, it's a rock.
1: Yeah, you're like, it's not an egg, it's this a, rock. Is a rock. It's just on the floor in the coop in the dust.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting because I actually eyed, eyed it, you know, two minutes before you said that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I saw it and the way it was sitting in the dirt, I thought, I thought it was an egg for half a second. And I was like, oh no, that's a rock. And then I went about my business and then you came in and you went, oh, there's an egg. And I was like, nah, it's a rock. You know, like I I'd already determined it <laughs> and you bent over and picked it up. And I was like, oh, I'll be damned. It's an egg. And then uh, I was like, well, that's the first one of these. You know, like I, I just convinced myself they were they were laying white or brown eggs and they were blending in with everybody. But then I went up into the there's So then
1: I was like I'm pretty sure they're hiding them somewhere. Can you look in the rafters? Yeah, so
0: I went up to the rafters and sure enough there's a little platform up there and there were what five or five. 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 Yeah. Um five eggs. And we ate all of them, right?
1: Um I yeah, well I float, I floated them all and they were all new. They were all good. And the one had you had kind of cracked when you were removing it and so mm-hmm. I, I cracked that open and oh my gosh, it was the most bright orange yolk. So I ate that yolk with just some salt on it raw, like right there yeah, yeah. and gave the white to sniffy. Um, but the rest of them are all in cartons to sell. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I want to eat them, but I'm also really excited how they look in the cartons for, yeah, for it people really, to buy. really
0: livens it up.
1: Yeah. Cause we have white eggs and we have brown eggs and they're light brown and they're all a variety of light brown, but this is like, like really dark chocolate brown eggs. It's pretty cool.
0: Well, yeah. So I made a little, little nesting box. And put some straw up on that platform up there. If that's where they're comfortable, let's, you know, go with that it was kind of my thought.
1: Yeah, because it's it's because they're so they're younger and they were merged into this flock and there's only two of them. The other hens have never really allowed them into the nesting boxes. Right. So that was what the problem was there. So they they had to go find their own space. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And now we've been getting them there was one day that we didn't get any. Uh-huh. Since then. And today there was only one. But otherwise we've had about three a day.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Yeah. Especially since like the lavender Americanas are known and maybe olive acres too for not laying as frequently as some of our others. Like the whatever the uh the leghorns that we have, those are are prolific layers like a, one or two a day even yeah, those are yeah. our, our white um big white eggs and they're big eggs huge too. yeah like ostrich eggs <laughs> not, quite, I mean, not, not quite not quite <laughs> <laughs> no but
0: they but sometimes they don't want to fit into our cartons
1: yeah sometimes they're like closer to duck egg size for mm-hmm. sure yeah so that's all of those things are very exciting and then uh what else anything
0: pear tree we didn't mention the the amazing pear tree it, oh, yeah? is, it is going to be bountiful this year. It, yeah. Not that it has ever not been.
1: Yeah, we've never had a shortage of pears. It's made me realize we need to start eating pears like every day because we're now here we are and we, I know we won't have them really to start canning until like August. But What's our
0: supply like though? We
1: What's have, a, I don't half know. Half a dozen cans? No, at least a dozen. Oh, a dozen Because we've cans. got a couple upstairs
0: and then the rest Yeah, we need there. to double down on our pear consumption right away. How about dried? How about uh, pear candy? Oh, we still
1: have a lot of pear candy. I should probably bring some up we haven't had that for dessert for a while.
0: That's a, it's a great name to get our son to eat, eat, dry, to, dried eat, fruit. eat more of them. It's pear, <laughs> yeah, candy. pear
1: candy. Yeah, we have that. It also we,
0: made great gifts for Christmas time.
1: It did. Yeah. And people really like it. It was good. I remember when Adam and Emily were here, they ate like two, con- like 32 ounce containers full of dried fruit when <laughs> we were like talk, just sitting and talking in the kitchen. I think our eight year old helped him too. So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, it's easy to get going on that stuff. It's it is like candy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I don't know outside of that, that's got my head working is uh, seeing Alana Freeland. Oh yeah. Here in Bellingham or Linden, but here in Whatcom County. Yep. On Saturday, the twenty sixth March twenty sixth, we went and saw her speak from what two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, it was, she's like going on a book tour and this is just before her book tour. Mm-hmm. We just had a friend who re- reached out to her cause she lives in Olympia, Washington, which is about a three hour drive from here. And she said she'd be interested And another friend offer to let her stay at their place and to facilitate getting her bus ticket and then get, getting her from the bus station to their house and uh, buying her dinner And then we, you know, helped promote it was really all I did. And then after the, let's see, the next morning you went over to our friend's house. Had some breakfast with her. Yeah. They had like a breakfast with just like the core group of friends, probably about 10 people.
0: Yeah. Maybe 10.
1: Maybe 10 at that.
0: 10 tops.
1: And, um, yeah. And got to know her a little more intimately, but not in a gross way. <laughs> and, and I, we, we had to like rock, paper, scissors to get, to figure out who was going to go. Cause we couldn't both go cause kids weren't supposed to go. Right. So that was a tough decision, but, um, it was, but I'm like, happy, with <laughs> happy with it. I am too. I had a headache and I was like, it's fine.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, that the breakfast was, pati- well, both, I don't know. Uh, the presentation was so spot on and just, I mean, she started the whole thing by describing what cognitive dissonance is. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, I think, like, no most people could not have handled that presentation. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have handled that presentation if I wasn't where I'm at.
1: Mm-hmm. If
0: I didn't understand, uh, you know, two-thirds of what she was saying ahead of time, right? it would have... It would have rocked my world too much, um, but I was ready for it. I mean, I was yeah. ready for it, um, and anybody else who was ready for it, I'm sure got the same out of it. I, 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 I almost, uh, I would like to talk to someone who was there, who doesn't, who didn't know anything.
1: Right. I have I talked
0: to one person mm-hmm. on the way out. Who she said she'd never heard of her before. And kind of, though, I mean, we didn't talk for long. She seemed to think she was okay, but she was sort of anti-drug. Um, she was kind of, um, Alana, Alana was, I don't know if anti is the right word, but she was all about, you know, being in tune with your consciousness and your spirituality and not finding that through drugs. Not that the drugs, you know, she she had said that she'd done drugs and stuff, but uh, pe- that, people who yeah. are finding God through drugs, she seemed to not appreciate. And the one person I talked to that had never heard of her before didn't really appreciate that yeah, take.
1: That person specifically is super into In into, into
0: Into ayahuasca and all kinds of stuff. Um, so, I mean, that...
1: <sighs> There's uh, a place for both but, opinions, but, but I wanna but oh, that no, was no, such no, a small as part. far as that
0: goes I, I am I am on fully on board with both sides of that, yeah, you know like uh i I microdose on mushrooms sometimes, I smoke a little weed,
1: but uh, we have also chosen not to drink and dull ourselves yeah that i'm way.
0: I'm also one hundred percent certain that my drinking problem was like literally blocking my soul from being able to develop for many, many years mm-hmm. uh so I'm like Again, I, I want to say I'm anti-alcohol, but I, anybody who wants to drink, I, I appreciate that. Like if you, as long as it's not hurting you, yeah. it was hurting me. I had to get away from it. Right. Um, but um, it's like, uh, I I don't know. I totally appreciate anyone who wants to say that the path towards spirituality has nothing to do with drugs. But I am... I, you've got me, you've got my ear and I'm paying attention. If you tell me you found God through drugs and through continued use of drugs, like Alana we're going to have a good conversation. Kind of
1: said something about like that opening up a portal and letting all sorts of things in. And maybe there are things there that you don't want to let in Sure, kind of thing. And I, I mean, that's valid too. And, but really that was such a small part of her presentation. Tiny, I think tiny. what was really amazing about Alana Freeland and what had been amazing to me when I listened to her on podcasts, Like I listened to her on crow. I think she was on twice. And I think higher side chats twice. And when listening to those things, it just blew my mind because she pulled parts of this puzzle together for me that I had seen and felt like I just couldn't see how they were connected. I didn't consider that they could connect. Mm-hmm. So like the Matt Landman conversation of geoengineering of 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 weather control and spraying in the, the atmosphere Super or ionosphere and stuff, right? But he doesn't ever really tie that in as much to what that means besides climate control, weather control, natural disasters, and that kind of stuff. And he d- he does go outside of it. Like, he does. I don't mean to
0: say that he's he's
1: some limited. Uh, no, and something I th- or I think another. he I think he focuses on that because it's it's important. And if you can focus on that, the thing that people can see happening yeah. before their very eyes, yeah. then you have more of a chance of like waking somebody up. Then when you go where Alana goes with it, it gets a little far out.
0: And that
1: is out. like really hard for people it gets,
0: to take. It takes such a far out zoom of the full big picture. If like I feel like Alana is explaining it all, <laughs> you know, when she's so, when she's so, doing her full presentation, and like remember, as I was saying, the cognitive dissonance at the beginning. Um, I think that anyone who's watched and appreciates Franken Matt Landman's film. Is ready is beginning to be ready to yeah. hear what she's saying.
1: Yeah, I think watching that film was really important for me to be able to get to where I could listen to her.
0: And it would not surprise me if, without a doubt, uh, Matt Landman gets this big picture. But it's not what his 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 job at this point in time isn't to give the big picture. Right. His job at this time is to to wake people up about chemtrails. Right. About weather modification. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, I know with, with certainty, cause I've listened to him enough, like he, he goes way outside of that, but that's not what his, when, if he does a presentation, I bet he doesn't, you know, it stays on, on just the skies. Yeah. Like weather,
1: that. weather and spring. And for her linking it to, um, transhumanism and population control and total dominance and, then you start to talk about the injections that people have subjected themselves to and the materials that are said to be in those injections and how they can be controlled with things like what they're spraying in the sky and, and things like harp. Mm
0: -hmm. And yeah, and harp and electromagnetic fields and 5g and radio wave, like all, all things wave like,
1: and there, uh, there there, was a few moments during her talk where I was just like, yes, I knew it. Like, that's what I've been thinking. And one of those moments is where she's showing a picture of a chemtrail. And then she says, and then you'll see it spread out. And then they hit it with some kind of sonic radar and it turns into waves. It looks mm-hmm. like sound waves or it looks like the waves in the ocean. Yeah. And that you see that in the sky. And I'm like, yeah.
0: That's what's making them spread as much as they do. Which, I don't know how many times I've... Have, have you or I grabbed the other to say, look at this one. I didn't see it get laid, but that has to be a chemtrail. But that's not a natural cloud has, formation. That has expanded out. And, and, and you know, like I, I, me trying to, you know, just view things from, you know, as open-minded a point of view as possible. I've, I've said many times while looking at those and I go, yeah, but, you know, I see lines like that in the sand sometimes. Mm -hmm. and as above so below right Mm -hmm. so like if i see it in the sand then i shouldn't be too surprised to see it in the sky but there is the these are not i don't know i just know when i'm looking at it that this is not
1: it's not natural and like um harp which stands for high frequency active Auroral, auroral research program Harp is a place in Alaska.
0: I, swear, I can never piss that shit
1: off. Me neither. I looked it up. So I'm just going <laughs> to full disclosure. I looked it up. But that is where they send out some kind of, I don't know, whatever pulses or some kind of like f- sonic.
0: Well, she was showing graphics. I mean, drawn graphics of the of jets that could fly. Oh, yeah. Spray and send pulses.
1: Yeah. So they're saying the newer jets can send those pulses out behind them so that it makes the chemtrail dissipate quicker. So you might see it for a second and then it goes away, but it still has the same effect.
0: And that's how we could get to those light blue or even white skies where you don't really see clouds, but the whole thing is just this. It's like hazy. It's just a haze. It's like a white haze. It's what we've been living in a lot lately here.
1: And it's like that today. It's like, like it looks like it should be a sunny day.
0: I took some pictures the other day where the sky is white. The sun, you can see where the sun is, but it is clearly behind a veil. And yet below that, all over the place, there's clouds. Yeah. We have full cloud formations down here, while way up there is it just this crazy haze. Mm-hmm. Crazy hazy.
1: Crazy.
0: Crazy Craze. Craze. <laughs>
1: Craze. <laughs> Yeah, it's really unfortunate, super scary. The other thing she mentioned that freaked me out cuz it was so like I could relate to it. She said in she's cuz she's from Olympia, she's like 3 hours away from us. She said this, you know, this winter, the end of this winter, we had some serious fog that was not natural. You and, and me
0: looked at each other so I hard like, when she said that. I got
1: goosebumps because I was so I was so obsessed with it at that time. Yeah. This is not normal fog. Well, we were like no-
0: contacting Adam down in Portland area. And he
1: was sick. Mm-hmm. and we heard mm-hmm. buffalo and legs in Idaho were sick, yeah. and we heard um, all the people at Rising Moon was sick, and then you got sick, uh-huh. and then our baby was a tiny bit sick, yeah. and our son got sick. Mm-hmm. I did not.
0: Yeah, you got out of it.
1: But everybody else was sick, and the fog gave me this metallic taste in my mouth when mm-hmm. I went outside, mm-hmm. and it was like, it had an orangish hue to it. It wasn't a normal, like, gray It just fog. wasn't that stuff. And it was, it would stay thick all day long. It stayed through rain. It stayed all through these, like fog here is heavy in the morning. It usually burns off and it'll come back in the evening.
0: We even have frozen fog one of those days.
1: Yes. We even had freezing fog. And that, so that, when she mentioned that, she said people were getting sick and that was happening. And that happened at the same time that offshore like volcano. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was the same time.
1: erupted and I'm like I wonder if that they said that erupted was because they had fired off one of those things whatever that you know like the harp type shit. What if they had done something out there that caused this fog to happen? Mm-hmm. And they had to make sure that people who were reading seismic activity could blame it on something else. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was a lot of people at that time that were saying that that didn't look like an underwater volcano eruption. It looked more violent like that, like a bomb or something. Yeah,
0: I I heard some people speculating that it looked more like a nuclear test. And
1: I can't comment on that.
0: I don't think nukes are real. (laughs) I know. Those are crazy people that (laughs) are thinking fucking... That's going on.
1: So yeah, I really, but all I know is what I know is what, what I could see was this fog seemed unnatural. It gave me a metallic taste and people around me were sick and I was having nightmares at that time. Nightmares mm-hmm. are strong, but I was having dreams of chemtrails in the sky of, of, uh, I had this one dream of like these like spirally shaped metal, metal shavings like that you find on the ground, you know, a, when you're working with metal Mm-hmm. Um, all falling from the sky. I had like just tons of, it was just filling my, I was waking up in the middle of the night to go look out the windows to see if the fog was still there. And if it still looked like it did It mm-hmm. hung around for like a week, at least yeah, me
0: too. Oh yeah. It was, I don't know. It was
1: February. I think
0: it's uh, it's, it's times like that where I wish I could go back to sleep. I don't really wish it, but my head was starting to spin out of control. Like, I was so convinced. I was so, I mean, you remember, like I I couldn't shut up about it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm trying to talk to other people, like more normal people, not even necessarily people I would describe as normies, but like, and they're going, oh, no, man, the fog is fog, you know? And I'm going, yeah, but it didn't go away all day and all night. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, but it like rained while it was foggy. And it's like, yeah, 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 these are all things, you know, you you you're, you're overthinking it. You're overthinking. It. And they're right. I was. Because I got myself into a bad space. Because the reality
1: mentally. of it no matter what it is, we have no freaking control over that at all. The only thing we have control over is keeping our mind healthy and the things we choose to put in our body, not the things that are forced into our body through the air. I can't, or the water, you know, you can't do anything. So I took extra detox baths at that time, Mm -hmm. like Epsom salt and borax and baking soda and sea salt. Yep. And just tried to like eat good and like stay inside. And what's his name that recommends those baths? Tony Pascullarini R- R- He's got it's like an R- Italian R- sounding R- name R- and it has like a bunch of extra consonants or yeah. a bunch of extra um like what's what's the word? Oh, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. I don't know. Parts Syllables? parts of a word. Syllables? Syllables? Is that it? Yeah. Is that a syllable?
0: Syllable. Yeah, that part. The claps. <laughs> he has
1: extra claps in his name. Tony Pasculla something or other. Pasculladan, I don't really. Pascullapaprebeppo. Yeah, he uh, he recommends the different detox baths and stuff. Because he has had, I think, Morge- Morgellons uh, disease. Mm-hmm. That's where the little black fibers come out of your skin and yeah. shit. Yeah. I remember, that's an interesting thing too, is because before I was awake at all, like pretty young. I remember seeing a 2020 or a Dateline mm-hmm. on there's these people in this town that think they have this disease where these tiny thin black hairs come out of their skin and they don't feel good. And they're crazy and nobody else can see them except them. Mm. And it was like, weird. people think there's shit coming out of their skin. But then there was like cell phone video of this lady, like zooming in and like, you could see it and stuff. And I was like, it was weird. And you know what it reminds me of is I saw some, some images of people, talking about those blue medical masks that were so popular and And they were looking at them on a microscope and there were these tiny little black fibers that would kind of twitch around and that, that that is the same. That's the same shit. Fuck out. Yeah.
0: Um, that's why I'm, I'm proud to say I got to think about it. I don't want to make a, make a proud to say statement. That's not true, but eh, nobody can fact check me on this anyway. Um, (laughs) That I only once wore one of those blue masks during this whole thing, um, and it was because of a medical facility was saying that I had to wear one of those, and I did only through uh, my gator. You put it gator, over your gator? I, I had my gator on, and then I put So you
1: double-masked. So I was double-masking, but I... Because you needed a mask to protect you from their mask.
0: But that was like after <laughs> I'd seen that shit. I did not. I did not want to put that on. No, and they, when they were, say that
1: it's lined with like fluoride and stuff. They
0: weren't. Uh, and yeah, no. There's yeah. there's a dozen reasons why I don't want to wear any fucking mask. Um, but you know, I mean, like like I said, I was wearing fucking gaiters and shit for. For chicken coop, yeah, you know, like whatever. I you had to
1: do it for a little while. And, and, then... and I'll do
0: that when it's freezing cold previously too. Yeah. You know, like I don't know if I will anymore because I don't want to show solidarity with anybody. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll I'll just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh um yeah, uh those things I mean, those were what like the when that guy tracked me down at Home Depot in the middle, I mean the middle of all of it, and uh everyone's wearing masks and I was going through Home Depot and the guy chased me down. He was looking for me all through the store and he finally caught up with me and he holds out a box of those blue masks and he's like, sir, can I offer you a mask? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And he's just like, uh, uh, uh and I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> like,
1: no one said that yet. He wasn't expecting it.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone had uh, said no. I mean, he, he almost was probably thinking I was like, like, would have been thankful to him. Like,
1: I. I oh, oh yeah, I, could, yeah, I forgot. Oh, my I got to track that How guy down. He forgot his mask.
0: Like, let me help How him embarrassing. out.
1: embarrassing! I can't believe I would be in here without one.
0: But my, I, I'm, I'm off topic of just that those, those masks I think are fucking. Those are, those are, those are as bad as getting the fucking nasal swab yeah. kind of thing, which I also never did. Right. Like
1: none of us. You did. ain't
0: sticking that fucking thing in my nose or Any my hole. ear or my asshole or <laughs> eh, maybe my urethra. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's you know, kind of I, his thing. I just kind of dig that, but <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> especially if there's
0: disease on there, you know. I want a challenge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is
1: so gross. Uh, hmm.
0: But uh, I mean, to me, that's like the same. Uh, m- maybe that's even worse than those things. Well, I mean, I, I worse than the swab itself. I don't know. I don't want to partake in those tests more so than not wear the mask. I suppose, but that swab itself, I don't want that thing touching me. Right but I think that that mask is nastier than that swab. Yeah. Um, so
1: who knows what the fuck is on there? So, Oh, but back to Alana Freeland's thing. So she mentioned the thing about the fog that really resonated with me and the thing about the skies and the waves, but then also the part about snow. Yeah. So we had snow this year. It got colder than it ever has. There was a bunch of spring before it happened. Um, we got a bunch of snow. It seemed pretty normal. But then after it warmed up, we had like 40 degree days for a while and like most of the snow had melted. But there was a few places where it just didn't melt and it didn't melt for like a really long time. And like I was out there to the point where I was looking and thought it was like like, uh, you know, plastic sheeting for like painting your house. I thought it was balled up in, in the blackberry brambles, but it was still snow on the ground back there. And I was like, that's not normal. And you were doing what people normally do. Oh, yeah, but, you know, it's in a pile, and it can stay colder there.
0: It, it, in the defense of that particular one, yeah, that is a spot that never gets sunlight. It never gets direct sunlight right there. Like, because first it's blocked by the woods, and then it comes around, and then it's blocked by the barn by the time that sunlight would hit there. So, you know. I'm, there was I'm that not...
1: one, and then there was also one over by the old chicken house that was like, and it, that was, and that was pretty thick. But either way, but what, they, but
0: what was even weirder? It, it, you said it seemed normal at first.
1: Mm-hmm. I, it,
0: you know, okay, but it was the driest snow like we've yeah. ever had. I mean, because yeah. it didn't snow a crazy amount, but where we're located, we had uh, really, really heavy duty, like, like 80 mile an hour uh, northeast winds come through here, which no, winds coming from the northeast uh, like they really pick up speed along here. We have some like records for the county uh for highest winds like right here um, and our and, and and when I say right here i mean there there's a weather station um just over a half mile south of here, but our northwest or i mean northeast corner. Is all fields for a long ways, not just our property. Uh, you know, it keeps going on. And those winds pick up. The reason they get those record high ones down a, a, a half mile south of here is because of the, this, it funnels right through here. So we got those winds right after or during that snow. And the snow was crazy dry, which is why, like the the old chicken coop, had that huge pile that was it was about six feet. It was yeah. it was it was about as tall as me.
1: Those where our eight year old was wanting to sled on it.
0: Um, so it, you know we had six feet of snow. No, we didn't. We had like a foot of snow, but it all blew and piled up right there. But that dryness of that. That's just weird, man. It is. We usually
1: like, have wetter snows here and it's like kind of, you know, and then it freezes. And,
0: and then to stay dry for so long. And it was like, like, you know, normally it would kind of get warm and it would kind of crust over with like that, like an icy top. And this wasn't like that, even though you could, if you walked careful, you wouldn't fall down into it, but yeah. it was just because of the way this dry snow was packed. And then you would, you know, if you stepped hard, then you'd fall in like there was a crust, but the There wasn't that wet, icy crust on top. like
1: there normally is. And in the Alana Freeland presentation, she showed um, a video of a guy that was trying to melt the snow with a lighter, and it would not melt. And then he used a torch, and it would not melt. And it was, um, they were calling it polymer snow. And I was like, damn, like we should have, like, if I would have known better, we should have like fucked with that stuff that was just sitting around but I, I like my, my I was like I wanted to go closer and look at it and then I was like you know I don't even want to touch that I yeah. felt like I didn't want to touch it
0: I certainly didn't want to put it in my mouth
1: no <laughs> no god
0: um, and even uh, the eight year old he got it in his mouth a few times but he was like bleh, bleh. yeah but but I told a good friend of the of ours about this uh, moral Bob from hidden in plain sight And he said he thinks that that's bullshit.
1: The polymer snow stuff?
0: Uh, Not necessarily the polymer snow, but the melting Uh thing. So I spent, um, (coughs) you know, half hour watching some videos, uh, debunkery videos, which, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything more than when I started, but I did see some people showing snow like in Colorado where they say no one's questioning this snow. We have this snow every year. And when I make a snowball and I hold a lighter to it, I can blacken the snow and no dripping. And then they are able to like take that same one that they made that black spot and put it on an iron skillet Mm -hmm. and turn it on. So it's putting it on a cold skillet and turning it on and it starts heating up and there's no drippage but you see the snowball itself get wet because it's, it's actually absorbing into itself. Mm-hmm. So then once it got to a certain point, then it collapsed and there's water everywhere. In see, the what pan. the guy
1: was doing with the blowtorch was showing that stuff finally starting to melt like styrofoam does. Yeah. And yeah. there was no water or moisture anywhere. And, but who knows? And the, I mean, that, that shit might not be real the, either.
0: The, the best I got on the black stuff Was that that's actually the butane from the lighter that's like leaving that residue printed on the snow? I don't know, but okay, so like I'm not I'm not convinced either direction on that, but it was definitely compelling when Alana showed it.
1: Yeah, well, and it just made me you know it was compelling because of what I had seen with my own eyes. It
0: really made me wish that I thought
1: that I'd that I'd had
0: a, a an inkling to take some of that snow this last year and burn it.
1: Just put it in a cup and set it inside for a while and see what I happens. I should have done that.
0: I should have made a snowball and tried burning it with a lighter.
1: Don't put that on my iron skillet though. Water's not good for that. That's a bad idea.
0: Well this this Coloradin guy could do didn't it give you can no do shits. it in
1: the in the <laughs> ceramic enameled cast iron Well, the guy was want. full
0: of shit. He's trying to debunk weather modification problems so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we should have made okay maybe not an iron skillet like that guy used, but you know put it in a pot. Yeah. And warm it up. I don't know, just just run run of the mill tests that everybody's capable of doing yeah. in our own little science kitchen. Um and just seeing and and then and then take note of everything that we see and then next year if we think that the snow's more real or if we ever reach another point where we think the snow's real, you know, just keep just keep experimenting. It makes me realize I need to be experimenting always.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, because we're definitely observing always, but maybe running a few experiments from time to time are a good idea as well. Yeah. Collecting our own data.
0: I, you know, she was making a big deal about the the dryness of everything with that snow too. Yeah. Um, which I want to say, but is this me reprogramming my memories or is it a, is it a solid memory? It seems like things were pretty dry when it melted.
1: They were, because I remember my skin was cracking and stuff too. Like everything was dry. Yeah, it was like, much much drier than normal here.
0: Seems like it was melting. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to comment on it because I, I, I wasn't observing it correctly. So I'm, I'm like retro, actively trying to look back in my mind's eye and be like. What was the ground like under that snow? You know,
1: we, we had yeah. rain yesterday and and last night after they had been spraying. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, the clouds parted and I could see that the, they had been spraying above the clouds. Mm-hmm. And I went out to the garden to plant some seeds today. And I was grounding, like earthing, whatever you want to call it, like you know, wearing bare feet in my garden. And uh, the ground was damp. But when I went to plant the seeds, the soil I was touching with my hand was not wet.
0: Planting seeds in our raised beds. Yes, and so I'm like, yeah. I
1: think that's just because they're not they're not exactly raised beds, but they're they're framed beds. Yeah. But they're a little the soil's a little above ground level. Yeah. And so I think it's just that it had dried out we, enough. We, we because had that, of that problem
0: all all year last year. Problem.
1: It where, was that the, the was surface was was problem. drier than
0: we we're in a different game when we're not planting directly into ground i think those things drain real nice into the to the to the yeah. soil underneath
1: which is only bad for our seeds initially yeah. like we need to be watering when they're very very young but then soon they they grow the roots down into yeah. the soil and it's fine yeah but, yeah, that's what we didn't water when the a lot of stuff was really small. And then it had a slower start, I think, because of that. So I'm aware of it this year. But, yeah, even the ground didn't feel as wet as I felt like it should. Like, it wasn't sunny today. But maybe it was sunny today. It's just hazy. You know, it's so hard to say. There's, there's some.
0: There's we I observed some what I would call deep blue sky today. Parts of it. Yeah, not yeah. the whole thing. I mean, there's definitely... But then there was
1: other parts of it where you could, like, see this, like... Uh, you know, like, when you used to smoke Halloween in the room for a long time? And yeah, then... I used to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I used to do that. And then you could see, like, close to the ceiling, just, like, this kind of curtain of, like, smoke. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's that's kind of what it looks like in the sky above the clouds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say.
1: Yeah. Well, we've been going for more than an hour. We should probably wrap up.
0: Not bad for having nothing to say.
1: Nothing to say. We never have nothing to say.
0: I know. Well, we were kind of saying that before we started. It was was like, well, we should record. And I'm like, I don't know what we got.
1: Well, we had like four different ideas. There's
0: things that I want to talk about, but it's not the time.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so we kind of scrapped every idea that we had had briefly tossed around and we said, well, let's just do it anyway. And the only thing that I had in mind, and which I hadn't said out loud, is to talk about the homestead.
1: Cool. We didn't even say that out loud, and here we are.
0: Yep. So b- both that worked idea. out good. Okay. A little rundown. Yeah. We should we should be sure to. Well, I was gonna say we should be sure to do that like once a month, but we also have uh, feed the beauty. By the way, check out feed the beauty.
1: Feed the beauty is gonna be coming up on the first week of April, and I think I think I'll grab the the audio this time, and, and maybe we'll post put, it on put here. Put it on here too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing I thought of, I haven't even told you yet. I'm considering what, if I have, well, I don't know what we would call them, bonus episodes or something, but Greener Postures interviews where I I could maybe just be me and inter- I have some people I want to talk interview.
0: I've also got an idea for uh, what I want to say would be a separate podcast, but it wouldn't be very often. So it might be something to keep on this feed as well <laughs> mm-hmm. and like have a separate name for it. Yeah. Cause it wouldn't be you, it'd be me and someone else. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that we, we just time-wise, we wouldn't be able to do more than once a month yeah, or maybe even less than that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Cool. Well, we'll, I'm going to record a, a, I'll call it a pilot of that soon. So we've we'll both been goes. working
1: on solo projects without telling each other until just now.
0: Well, I told you about this, I think.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't listen. <laughs> I don't want
0: to say. I don't want to say who and what it is right now. No, no, it's cool. in case it doesn't come to fruition. But um, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, and then I should also say when we were at the Alana Freeland deal, we met a uh, f- friend of the Deborah Gets Red Pilled show. Max lives here locally and that was rad he's awesome I don't know if he
0: listens to this but Uh, if you do shout out Max what's up yeah
1: and that's it was really I don't know it's just cool to meet people in real life that uh, have similar interests to us and you know if you listen to podcasts that we listen to um then we already kind of like have something in common you know some conversations that we've had in our heads and thought things that we've thought about and he's all signed up to come to the workshop so I'm pretty excited about that too yeah. So that might be the beginning of a new friendship.
0: I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I want to take them on the Tartarian tour that the I'm putting together. I love how I got
1: Tartarian tour. I love it.
0: I got, yeah. I, got, I got some evidences.
1: We got the evidence.
0: Of course, anybody I tell about in, in real life, I'm like, you see that? <laughs> They're always like, you know nothing about architecture. Right? I'm like, yeah, neither do you. Constructing cities and Dicks. stuff. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't. But neither do you and i'm having fun yeah. and you're not Question so it. fuck you let's all
1: have fun <laughs> so yeah we can it's funny cuz we talked about all the amazing stuff that we're doing here and the things that we could feel really good about yeah and things that we feel good while we're doing and then we talk about the alana freeland stuff and things that we're witnessing and things that we could be really upset about and i think it's just a great reminder that there's so much outside of our control and and we just work on those things that we do have control over that make us feel good, that make us feel alive, that make us feel connected to the earth and that's what you focus on on the daily.
0: That and our consciousness.
1: Yeah, here we we've, are.
0: We've got that. I'm pretty sure we've got that.
1: I, I am too. There's, we've had some weird conversations lately I'm <laughs> questioning that, but for now this is where we're at, and I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah. I'm just starting to kind of scratch at the the Wim Hof uh, mm. method of breathing stuff. Breathing, I found breathing. some videos finally. Getting all breathy. And yeah, getting all breathy and tingly, <laughs> which is amazing.
0: Should uh should listen to Camel's album Breathless while you're while you're doing that.
1: Well, I'll check it out. <laughs> i can't remember which one that is
0: most most folks say breathless is their
1: the worst one
0: that's the one you want to skip (laughs)
1: okay usually
0: but most people really most people say all of camel albums are the ones ones you you want want to (laughs) to
1: skip but i like it so whatever all right that's it um thanks for listening
0: yeah thanks for tuning in uh we'll talk to you in a week
1: this was the world as it is today